The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Folks, we got to tell you about a free-to-play game. Swing for the fences with BetMGM's free-to-play game over the next month. To get this offer in three easy steps, log in to BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game from May 27th through September 7th. Be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone. And depending on the area of the strike zone you pick, you will get a single, a double, a triple, or home run, or pop out and receive the prize associated with that type of hit. Played once a day. Uh, prizing must be used on MLB and expires in 24 hours. All right, so let's talk about defensive rookie of the year and some of our favorite bets to place there. And it's interesting because Kayvon Thibodeau, a Giants pass rusher, was a rookie last year, very much in the conversation to win, to win Defensive Rookie of the Year honor. He told reporters that he was very much critical of how he played last year, saying, quote, last year's film kind of disgusts me a little. When I look at myself, I get a little cringe feeling. Definitely as a platform to continue <laughs> to grow. I mean, he started 14 games as a rookie, uh, almost proved why he was uh, fifth overall, and rightfully so. He only had four sacks, but good number of pressures and to me, you know, he had an outstanding rookie campaign. And so definitely this is something where when we're looking at defensive rookie of the year odds, Joe, that this is a slightly volatile market, but maybe just maybe we can find some trends to lean into. Yep, I would agree with that. And here's trend number one. You don't want to go down the board. Sorry. I know we're all looking for some value Bet a little. We want to win a lot. We all want that long shot winner, but you don't have to go down the board. Why? Because the highly drafted drafted players end up winning it. Whether it was Sauce mm -hmm. at number four overall. Parsons was 12, but remember, he was supposed to be drafted much higher. There was a lot of concern about him. Oh, what about the off-the-field stuff? Um, going into that draft, Chase Young, number two. Nick Bosa, number two. Joey Bosa, uh, go earlier. Number three, Marshawn Lattimore. He was the top 11 pick. The outlier was Shaq Leonard. Was that five years ago when he went in the second round? 
where he's just able mm -hmm. to gobble up a, a ton of tackles. So that's a trend that stood out. Another one, Ed, that jumped out to me is, okay, we've got Sauce Gardner as your winner. Uh, they've been tracked. They're doing this award since 1967. We have never had defensive rookie of the year go to a cornerback in back-to-back -back seasons. It will stop at some point, but is this the time? So I certainly had to consider that. Christian Gonzalez, he ends up uh, dropping to the middle of the first round with New England. But uh, Witherspoon, Seattle, you know, those odds are somewhat <clears throat> short. And you know, I start to look around, and there's a big gap. There's Will Anderson, and then there's everybody else. So the Texans end up making the big move. They make a big trade. Like, Will Anderson needs to be J.J. Watt with everything that they ended up giving uh, he's four to one. He's already installed as a starter. Di different position, but Jalen Carter is already uh, saying they're saying he's going to be a starter. He's at plus seven fifty. But there are some, if you look at the very early depth charts that are listed as backups. Where Aaron, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think Tyree Wilson's really going to be a backup. I I think Lucas Van Ness is going to get a ton of time, ton of opportunities for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, so I was looking at the history as well, and I love that because I was looking a lot at Jalen Carter too, and I thought to myself, because you obviously want to look at someone who's going to be getting starter reps, right, and start Googling all these guys' names to see the buzz, but because we expect the Eagles to be so good and they've already got a great defense, will he get a lot of credit that was my big mm -hmm. question when it came to Jalen Carter as well, because not that we would discount him if they have a great season, but would, I don't know. I, I just tend to think like, we already know the Eagles are good. We already have high expectations for them. And if he has a great season, like maybe I should look at someone who's on a team that's not as good, like sauce last year, really standing out, Ed. I actually think the first part of where you were going with this is the right play here. Because when you look historically at the winners of this award, they're coming from good defenses. It's not one edge hogging all of the sacks or a cornerback with so many more interceptions than anyone else. It's largely mm -hmm. a byproduct of the unit playing well. So I look at this list, and the first question I'm asking myself is, who's going to be part of a defense that I like for this season? And to me, that's one of the reasons why Will Anderson is such a massive favorite. Per PFF, he had the most total pressures in college last year. And I think this Texans D can be formidable. There's a lot of good talent there. The question is, you're dealing with a rookie quarterback and you know other offensive playmakers, things like that. But the defense for Houston is not an area where I have too many concerns, if any. And I think mm -hmm. taking Will Anderson as the favorite at plus 350 per BetMGM, I think is perfectly appropriate, Joe. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting angle. And the Carter thing, too, you've got to think about the rotation positions where the, mm -hmm. the interior of that defensive line. So is he going to put up those great stats? That concerns me. And as you're talking about being on great defenses, that makes me hesitate on Tyree, doesn't it? Tyree Wilson. Because right. the, the number's kind of there, but he's on an awful defense. They might be a terrible team, maybe one of the worst in the NFL. So I, I would probably stay away from him. What about Witherspoon? 
Any interest there? I mentioned how we don't see cornerbacks win this award in back-to-back seasons. He's in a pretty good spot. We think they can win the division. I talked to some people close to the Seahawks because I looked at that one too, and they think he might be a rotational player. So that kind of made me stay away until we know if he's going to be getting a lot of those reps. I was like, maybe that's one where you wait and see. Okay. Maybe so. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this, but it feels like, a Witherspoon or one of those cornerbacks who maybe they have to work up to significant playing time, those numbers aren't going to change very much for the first few weeks, right? Like, are you paying that much of a price for additional information? I think in Witherspoon's case, it might be okay to wait a little bit. Okay. So I looked at a couple other cornerbacks. Yeah, Aaron. Um, Sorry, Joe. So no. I first went on a deep dive on Christian Gonzalez because when you Google him, it's nothing but positivity about how amazing this guy is. But I brought it up yesterday that he is going to have his hands full going up against some really, really good wide receivers. Week one, the Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, no thank you. Then you've got week two, the Dolphins. I expect Tua to still be healthy week two. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Week three, you got the Jets. Oh my gosh. I mean, then the Cowboys, then the Saints. So then I went a little further down the board. I don't know if a Commanders player is going to win it again because we just saw Chase Young win win it. But Emmanuel Forbes and their schedule lines up pretty nicely to start. You've got the Cardinals week one. You got Denver week two. I mean, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. That doesn't scare me too much. Week three, you got the Bills. You got Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis to worry about, and week four, the Eagles. But if this guy can shine, I think it's worth a look. I know it's a little further down the board, and I agree. You look at the history, those top picks tend to win it, but I thought it was an interesting look. Hmm. Real quick, Joe, it it does seem like if you're going to take someone down the board a little bit, and I've got a couple of guys I'll get to in a bit, But for me to take someone down the board, I probably do have to sacrifice one of those axioms that I'm sort of working with, right? Like play in a really good defense, have a formidable schedule, be a high draft pick, those kinds of things. To sacrifice one of them, you get longer odds, but maybe the payout is worth it. So there is very much a compromise where I don't feel like going down the board, I can maintain everything that I want to see in a pick. Here's the one I like. Give me your thoughts. Lucas Van Ness, I think a lot of things are lining up for him to make an impact immediately. Rashawn Gary goes in the pup list the other day, still working his way back from the ACL, don't know when he's going to return, and the list of quarterbacks. I don't see the Packers face a top 10 quarterback in the league until week 11. It is Fields, Ritter, Carr, Goff, Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, Cousins, Maybe Stafford, if he's still healthy, can he pick it? And then they finally go mm-hmm. against Herbert in week 11. Uh, I like Van Ness. That was my immediate reaction the morning after the draft, and I think it looks even stronger now. 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What do you think, Aaron? Uh, I like that one. I mean, that's definitely one thing I looked at, too, was just, you know, top quarterbacks and receivers that they'll face. So I love that one as well. I think also with the Emmanuel Forbes one, like the commander's defense should be really good. I think he has a great opportunity. I know it does scare me because he's a little further down the board. Uh, but I think it's an interesting one. I'm, I'm probably going to bet it. Here's a, a bit of a dark horse going down the board where, you know, slight digging. I went, wow, there's something here. Mm-hmm. It's a safety came from Alabama. Now with the lions at 20 to one, Brian branch. Yes. I get that secondary was awful, but it has nowhere to go, but up. Defenses have more <laughs> variance from one season to the next. Branch will get playing time. And some believe that the Lions will be using more three safety looks, which means Branch will get a good bit more playing time. So if that's the case, he's going to have more opportunities. Joe, you mentioned the NFC North uh, potentially being bereft of outstanding quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I think Branch at 20 to 1 has a real chance here. Okay. Yeah. I could see the public uh, getting behind a Lions rookie. I mean, hell, Dan Campbell's bringing an actual Lion to practice or trying to. So people will be talking about that. They they dealt with the the Gardner-Johnson injury already. So there could be some opportunity there. And if you have the pedigree of Alabama, people are going to talk about you. They know your name already. Uh, That wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, let's just play it out. Let's say that the Lions are leading in the NFC North throughout the season. They're the favorite going in, and the turnaround on defense is the biggest reason why. It isn't them being carried by the offensive numbers like they were last year. Sure, as a long shot going down the board. And by the way, Ed, there's some 35s out there too. So that's some really nice value. There you go. Well, there you go then. One other thought I had pertaining to the Eagles. Uh, We mentioned Jalen Carter at plus 550. I almost feel like if you think that the Eagles can produce a rookie defensive player of the year because that unit's so good, then why not go down the board and instead of taking Jalen Carter, go after Nolan Smith at 20 to 1? They've lost yeah. Javon Hargrave, and so you have some things that you're figuring out in terms of uh, you know how many snaps guys are going to get, but is Jalen Carter worth plus 550 when Nolan Smith is 20 to 1? No, he's not. Not not the position that he plays. I I agree with that mm-hmm. angle. That I would rather go with that. Yeah. Yep, That's I did look at that there. too. 
It's just the one thing that scares me is Joe's original point. When you look at the history of the players who won this, they're all <laughs> really high draft picks. Highly drafted. So yep. at the end of the right. day, I kind of walked away from this thinking, maybe I should just pass on this market because so many different positions win it. It seems to be the top players where you're not getting a bunch of value. It's a tough one. Right? Did you guys feel that way as well? There aren't too many guys I would buy into it, here, but Will Anderson, I think, is fine. I, plus three. Well, it made I, me, I yeah. yeah, it made me understand the Will Anderson number more. Third pick right. overall, yeah. because the defensive players that we had Witherspoon five, Tyree seven, Carter nine, uh, Van Ness thirteen. Like those are the top names. And yeah, looking back at history, four, twelve, two, two, thirty-six, eleven. Three, yeah, typically they are top 10 players. But, you know, Carter at nine, Van Ness 13, they're right there. It almost feels like we're insinuating that voters with this particular market are a tad lazy, that they're taking the uh-huh. highly touted draft pick, they're taking the, great the, the elite point. defense, those kinds of things. And if that's the case, why not go after someone who everyone knows about? Number three overall, came from Alabama, I mean, he was even getting, like, Heisman pub, uh, you know, last offseason. He is a highly touted, well-known guy. So why not go ahead and have that as your prior? And unless something happens to prove otherwise, Will Anderson may be the guy. Joe, you alluded to Lions. We are sponsored by BetMGM, so we got to get into this, right? (laughs) real-life lion on the NFL sideline. Dan Campbell wants this, but is it prudent? Is it the right idea? We will go off the board right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.